This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. And this is Kirsten Leister at Burger underscore Lurker on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. That was cute. I like it. It was good. I know. I, 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 I'm adorable. I know. Uh, welcome to the Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. You can find more of our work at obsessiveviewer.com, more of our podcasts at podcast, or nope, that's not it, <laughs> at <laughs> obsessiveviewer.com slash podcasts. I'm not even going to edit that. <laughs> and you can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer. And you can also follow me on Letterboxd at obsessive viewer and uh, my other two co-hosts, obsessive tiny and uh, I am Mike White. Um, yeah, and finally, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer at the minimum rate of $1 per month for an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon supporters. Uh, those recordings are a lot of fun to do, even when the person you're recording with will go ahead and just completely hey, change hey, the parameters hey, of a hypothetical. Spoilers. Get it. Just okay. stop. No, okay. Um, okay, so I'm your host, yeah. the aforementioned Matt Hurt, and with me today is recurring co-host Kirsten Leister, making her first podcast appearance of 2019. Uh, Kirsten. Yes. What the hell? <laughs> it's well, May 4th. Okay, do you want to do this now? No. I, You're not no, my priority. No. I know. Ouch. Let's- you started okay, this. You've had a stressful day. You started this. No, I had a great you, day. It was well. You had, I know. I it had is. To spend thank a lot you. Of time thank with you. you. Thank you. It is. It is. It's been an okay day. I had tacos. Uh, that was yeah. nice. I had ice cream. That ice was cream. Great. You stole a blanket. Yeah, it's nice. You, I'm taking yeah. it with me. Further divided my relationship with nothing. my cat. You did that all she on your own. She has never hissed at me. I, you're lying. You're no. a liar. No. Yes. She hissed at me once, but that's not, it's not related. Uh, anyway, so um, today on the podcast. <laughs> We have lost everyone. Um, to those of you who are still with us. Yes. We're actually going to be talking about stuff. Uh, let's see. We did episodes four and five of each show. Um, okay. So what we are going to do um, is we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. First of all, we're going to do a main review of... <clears throat> I, I, have it, I have it here. Uh, no, I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to try to try to say it. The new film that just arrived on Netflix, this is a couple weeks, it's going to go up in a couple weeks, so it's a couple weeks old, but extremely evil? Wrong. Extremely vile? No. No. Extremely wicked? Um, extremely cruel? <laughs> Hang on. You got Ex- it? Come on. Extremely cruel? No. If this was an exam, you would have failed. I know. <laughs> Do you want me to? Yes, please. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Okay. Am I right? Um, Check it. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Yes, you are correct. Boom. Uh, starring Zach Efron, Zephron, um, and people that Kirsten knows. Um, yeah. I have famous friends. Other people. Yeah, Jim Parsons. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Just other people. Lily Collins. Movie. Yeah, Lily Collins. Tyus Scaladario. Um, yeah. Uh, Haley Joel Osment. Yes. We go way back. <laughs> um, no, we're going to talk about that. It's a the you know Ted Bundy movie, 
And then we're also going to talk about a bunch of stuff. I'm finally, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast because you're a, a woman. I um, have womanly ways. Yes. Um, and we haven't talked, like, we haven't talked on mic about Captain Marvel, you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited it's for that. It's been several weeks. It has. So keep that in mind. Yes. Um, <laughs> if, if this review of Captain Marvel is an exam, then you might fail on You don't it. know that. I don't know. Well, I might do very well. Yeah. Um, My memory recall is very strong. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we also, we have, you have not seen Endgame yet, so I'm not going to spoil it. I haven't. It. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that at a later date. Uh, we also have a bunch of other stuff, but, um, a couple of news and items and stuff. Uh, Kirsten, you were in two shows. I was. Um, I've been, well, three shows, because Almost Maine was. Oh, sh- I forgot about yeah. Almost Maine. Uh, that was, that was, that was a really good one. I really liked that one. It was a really good show. Yeah. Um, it's, well, it's beautifully written, first mm -hmm. of all. So, got that going for us. But then also we had a fantastic director, Mm -hmm. um, just a wonderful production staff, and the cast was very strong, Mm -hmm. um, and worked well together. So it, it just, it, everything just kind of coalesced into a a very good performance. And it, uh, it really showed, showed through. Um, Thank you to the audience. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun. I, I told you that was one of my one of if not my favorite of your performances it's and stuff. Definitely one of my favorite shows I've worked on recently. So yeah, yeah. And it's an established play. It's not like a local playwright, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, John Carliani. Okay. He's, he's a nationally renowned okay. playwright, and I'm sure he's a listener to the podcast. So. Well, sure. Hi, yeah. John. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Well, what anyway. if he is? Like, <laughs> that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, that would He's be like, awesome. oh, they're talking about me. Oh, they're talking about me. <laughs> um, Patreon. Um, so. John Carliani, if you're listening, yes. tweet us. <laughs> yes. Um, right. Uh, so yeah, so those, that, that was fun. And then your other two shows were Amused. Mm-hmm. Um, and Who's, who's Minding the, the Snapper? snapper. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk, you want to talk about that? Like, okay legitimately uh-huh. like i'm not like this is not like um a joke or anything i genuinely have no idea how you can do two shows at one time sometimes in the same day yes yeah, so, so these were it, it's part of an annual festival called diva fest mm-hmm. which is uh, it's celebrating local female playwrights mm-hmm. so a lot of these um they're a lot of them are new playwrights um so a lot of these shows were you know premieres um and I was f- fortunate enough to be cast in two different shows. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had staggered performances, so I didn't have to worry about the performances. But for the rehearsal process, I was in back-to-back rehearsals. I um, sometimes I, I had two rehearsals in one night, and I would just go back-to-back. Um, and it was... it was I, I, it, I won't do it again. Yeah. It was very stressful. Because on um, top of that, you're also... I, I work full-time, and I'm yes. a full-time student, so yes. it's just... There were a couple weeks where I was, like, on the brink of, like, mm-hmm. a nervous breakdown. Because there just weren't <sighs> enough hours in the day to get everything done, right. you know? Um, and it was... It, it was it was really hard. Um, I'm glad it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I it, it was yeah. I had there there were some days where I had two shows in one day, and yeah. um, it was it. You know, it, they were one hour shows, so mm. that isn't a lot. But just everything right. together, yeah. Because like usually, usually you're like the full length shows that you're in. There are like what like ninety to ninety to two hours. Yeah. 
And like, uh, like I was thinking about that after because I went to one of one of the days where there, you had two performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, I didn't tell you a story about in between the two. I'll I'll tell that off mic. Yeah, you, you had like we we went and got food and yes. then we went and got um, frozen yogurt and then I had to be at the theater early because mm-hmm. we had to set up and I had to get in the costume and makeup and everything. Yes. And so you had like half an hour to kill yeah. by yourself. It was really and I like wonder, forty-five minutes. Was it? Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it was fine. <laughs> but um, no, that was sarcastic because oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That fifteen minutes really makes a difference. <laughs> Right. But like, I, I like to imagine that that was like um, a filler episode. It was like Matt's little adventure, you know. <laughs> like if anyone, and it wasn't. I'll go ahead if, and tell if, the if story. Anyone, go ahead. If anyone knows um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, Appa's, la- Appa's sure. Lost Days, like it would okay. be like those episodes. <laughs> um, There's a couple people chuckling right now at home. I'm sure that there are. <laughs> um, so on that, okay, I will go ahead and tell the story because it's not that embarrassing or anything. So okay. I. Uh, we'd gotten food and, and ice cream and stuff. And then I went to my car to get my earbuds. Cause I was like, you know, I'll listen to some podcasts. And then I went to Yats and I got a drink. Um, it was really actually really nice. Cause the guy that working there was just like, Oh, I'm not going to charge you for the drink. So oh, no, nice. but I, he just uh, felt so bad did. for you. <laughs> um, but I had a traumatic experience that I used the restroom there. Um, let me, let me put it this way. Do you remember that episode of The Office where Jim and Pam are going to the daycare? Oh my god, and, and he walks in that yeah, happened on, on a grown to man me. using the child's yes. toilet. Yeah. Only it wasn't a child's toilet in my case, but it was like, so, I, I had okay. thought that I'd locked the door. Oh, no. And like, I was sitting there just listening to my podcast, a podcast, and yeah, just like... Just listening through. to the sound of my own yeah, voice. Exactly. <laughs> I do that way more than, than I... Uh, well, just no, jerking I, it. Just <laughs> Hey, okay. I did not jerk off in a Yats bathroom <laughs> listening to my own podcast. I have a Someone sense of propriety. Someone that, please. <laughs> Cut out the did not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> That's terrible. So I was so certain that I had locked the door. Yeah. And I didn't, and someone like walked in. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry," because <laughs> because like, what won't like? That's the only thing you can say. Uh, uh, someone's in here. Someone's exactly. in here. You turn into John Mulaney. <laughs> yes. Someone's in here. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was an experience, and then yeah. uh, that's pretty. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How embarrassing for you? It was. Uh, at that point, I was like, eh, whatever. What do I have to lose? Exactly. Take a good long look. <laughs> so, two shows, that was it. You did well in both of them. Oh, like, I really you. liked uh, both of them. And that that's what I was getting at. So, usually, like you said, like, they're both, like, hour-long performances. <laughs> and, um... Excuse me, everybody. I have a cold. Yes. It's been all day. How do you think I feel? Um... I've been, I have had perfect, perfect pitch and perfect diction. What do I care about your pitch I, and your diction? What are you? Because they're not interrupted by. <clears throat> anyway. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, two hours is what your usual shows are. But like what I kept wrestling with or thinking about after seeing you perform in two plays in, in one day, um, and like you said, they weren't back-to-back. Like, there were a few Yeah, hours yeah, between. I had time between each performance. Yeah. But I kept thinking, like, like on one hand, I was like, well, you know, that's... All told, like, it's the same amount of time that she spent on stage in a given show or whatever. But, like, I don't... Like, what I'm grappling with is, like, I don't know how you, like, differentiate... Because, like, okay, like, in Amused, you were a... 
uh, you were portraying a woman who had a kind of tragic past Mm -hmm. who is, uh, (laughs) trying to start a new, trying to start a new life, repair a, uh, a broken relationship all while experiencing this bizarre supernatural supernatural event uh, in her apartment. Um, And then, um, who's minding the snapper? You're an Irish priest. Dim-witted male Irish priest. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Does that ever like come up like when you have like situations like that where it's like, oh. We would joke, we would joke backstage during a muse like, Mm -hmm. you know, well, okay, so um, the actor who played Ryan, who was Mm -hmm. my, my character's um, fiance. Right. It was his first show ever. That's right. Um, and uh, he did, Grant, he did a fantastic job. Mm. Um, but he was so nervous before the oh, show. Yeah. And so we would try and we would joke around with him and try and like, you know, help him relax. And we were sure. like, the worst thing you could do, the worst thing you could do is go on stage, just shit your pants, <laughs> vomit, and run. Like that's, as long as you don't do that, we'll be okay. You know, right. that's the worst thing. And he, he was so scared he was going to shit his pants. He's like, is that a thing that happens? <laughs> that was my question. Has, in all of your years in theater, have you ever witnessed something that? No, I, I horrifying? will tell you. When I was in college, I was in a show called The, the Good Person of Szechuan and I was mm-hmm. playing, I was playing the lead character mm-hmm. and, um. You shit your pants. It was a near thing because, oh. okay, it's. It, Scoop. I, I, I can't get into. <laughs> Bertolt Brecht, he's an absurdist playwright. He mm. has songs in his shows, but he doesn't write musicals. They're in okay. a in a traditional musical, the music it, it's supposed to be like the character is so full of emotion, the only way I can get it out is by singing. Right. And it, you, it immerses you in the world of the play. Brecht pulls the audience away, makes them realize that they are watching a show constantly. Okay. It's he's he's a, a very particular absurdist playwright. Mm-hmm. Um but so there are songs that are very disjointed and jarring in his shows. Okay. I I, I was Playing the lead character, I had a song all to myself. I had to sing. I'm, I'm not a confident singer. We have covered this. Yeah, I'm yes. not. I'm so not interested in. Mm-hmm. in I love musical theater, but I, it's right. not something that I am going to do. Yeah. Um, and it was very hard for the musical director of the show to get me to the point where I, you know, I was singing in front of a 500 person audience Jesus. with no microphone. It was uh. the last moment before intermission. So it's a mm-hmm. big moment. I'm backstage by myself because everyone else is down in the dressing room because right. they're done for the first act. And I'm, I swear to God, I'm backstage like, I'm going to shit my pants. Like, I was so scared every wow. night. And I got through it. I did it. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, one of my proudest moments is... Is, is not is, shitting your pants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but so all of that to say, you know, we, we so we're talking to Grant, you know, and helping mm. him, you know, relax and everything. And I'm like, the worst thing I could do is go out on stage and start talking in an Irish accent. Because right. that's what I do in the other show. But, uh, yeah, I had people from work who, who came to mm. the shows and they were like, Did, you know, oh, do you, do you ever like start saying the lines of the other show? And it's like, no, I don't because they're very different mm-hmm. um the tones of the play are so different the characters are so different yeah you know and you just you one thing that i find easy to do when i'm acting is to immerse myself in the world of the show right um and it's I'm, it, they're totally disconnected mm-hmm. like I, I i would never be afraid that i would start saying the lines of another show <laughs> <laughs> You looked like you had a very profound point to make. I, what I was going to say was... Excuse me, my... D- <laughs> my... D- Please finish your thought, because it sounded like you're saying my dick. But go ahead. My diction is perfect. And then you... You come out here with your... Prof- <laughs> what I was going to say was... Basically, oh yeah, I understand. <laughs> Nothing profound. 
But I do want to say that um, going back to the story about um, uh, when you were in college. And oh, when you and I almost pooped pants. my pants? Yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds like you were able to check yourself before you brecked yourself. wraps it up you guys uh, all right see you in 2020 uh, on the podcast maybe but <laughs> like even pizza looks disappointed in you she, she really looks does. angry i'm actually gonna take a picture of her right now and i'm gonna put this picture in the and you guys will see this is what she looks like in this yes. very moment uh check the show notes of this episode i'm not kidding go to obsessiveviewer.com slash ov whatever oh. number this is <laughs> And you will see a picture of my cat looking at me in total disapproval yeah. of that stupid fucking joke. Anyway, um, so yeah, so congratulations on the plays oh, and stuff. thank you. And thank you. Uh, you do have a friend show that you're going to be in. Yeah, that... Um, in August? Yeah, not until August, so that's mm-hmm. a, a, a couple months away, mm-hmm. which is nice because I get a little bit of a break now and yes. I can record episodes for the podcast. Right. Um, still not pri- my priority. Well, um, I, well you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's Lost you, as your so. priority and... I am uh, really enjoying Lost. A nice. We'll, we'll yeah. get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I have uh, it, in another annual festival, the mm. Indie Fringe Theater Festival. Yes. I'll be in um the working title is Winterbeard mm. and that may that may end up changing and I'll let you know if it does. Mm. Um but it is a Father Ted Game of Thrones parody. Um, and, and Father Ted, yes. if anyone doesn't know it, you can watch mm. the entire series on YouTube. It's a very funny mm-hmm. um Irish comedy with um the past couple shows I've been in have been um tributes yes. based on Father Ted. And I have enjoyed them so much. It's a very funny show. If you like if you like yes, right, Clerical yeah. Error Productions. Um if you like Monty Python, mm-hmm. you you will like Father Ted. And I believe that Father Ted is all also on uh, Amazon Prime. Great. I think. Great. Um It's a very funny yeah. show. Check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, so cool. Should be good. Um, yeah, I've got nothing going on, so, um, <laughs> about it. Um, Thanks for squeezing me in between all that yes. nothing. Well, as I, as I said at work, I have very much, very high priorities. Very they, much priorities. Very much. I my have... diction is perfect. <laughs> Um, no, I spend my days at work daydreaming about pizza and <laughs> yeah. uh, second guessing every decision I make at work. Yep. So yeah, it sounds just um, like you. Yes, exactly. Um, so oh, by the way, you're fired. So no, you do not have hiring and firing power you over know, me. You don't know what I do. Well, I just got a promotion. Yeah, you did. You Congratulations. Yes. Thanks. That was you know my yes. way of you know. Yeah, I know. We all know what you yes. just did. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, I got. Shall we move on? Yes, we should. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff we have to cover. Yeah. Um, for the We've two been people still listening, for quite a bit. We have so been dictioning around we, a lot. We should buckle down. And- <laughs> yes. So um, there is no way to transition to this, and this is going to be a couple weeks old by the time uh, you guys are hearing this. But I do want to just mention that um, sadly, uh, Peter Mayhew, uh, Chewbacca in the Star Wars mm-hmm. films, uh, passed away on April 30th. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to this, but his family like released a statement that was just beautifully written. Like it's a very long tribute to him saying like, there's like um, a lot of stuff in there. That's just about how kind of a person he was. And it doesn't feel like this. I mean, obviously since it's coming from his family, like it doesn't feel like um, just eulogizing for the sake of, you know, 
visibility on the internet mm-hmm. in a sea of eulogies. But this just felt so just genuine. And I was telling you, Kirsten, before we were recording that uh, he was like, like I would come across his comments like on Reddit and just random posts. And like, yeah. he just seemed like such a genuine, good person. And uh, just sad. Yeah. yeah, that is sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, we're, we're recording this on May the fourth, so Star Wars Day, mm. I guess, and Free Comic Book Day. But yeah, I have no way to transition out of this. So, Detective Pikachu. All right. <laughs> yes. Um. R.I.P. Peter Peter Mayhew. Um. Mayhew the Force be with Mayhew. That's insensitive. It's not insensitive. It's paying tribute to the man. It's... Yeah. Well, you know. So, so Detective, Detective Pikachu, Pikachu, we're seeing it next week. Yes, are we? Because we're also seeing Endgame next week. Didn't we? Didn't we bought we... tickets to Endgame, didn't we? we or bought... did you? Didn't we buy tickets to Detective no, Pikachu? No, we bought tickets to Endgame. Did we? Yes, I did at least. <laughs> I prob- You're probably right. Yeah. I don't oh, remember yeah, what happens from day to day. Oh, it was Endgame. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Endgame yet. Yes. Um. um... Are- didn't we talk about seeing Detective Pikachu? We did. Well, what? Okay, what happened was we were having lunch and we talked about see, seeing Endgame because uh, this weekend it was sold out pretty much. Yeah. Um. And so this. And Wednesday we're seeing Palm. Yes. Um. Which, by the way, I think I'm I'm excited for that because um I'm gonna bring all this here. So like in the car afterwards we can do like a quick like 20 minute. We'll see. Recording. It's a Wednesday it's, night. Well, it'll, be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, we'll have to figure out what to do for food, though. Hmm. Um, like popcorn or something. I don't know. Or dinner. No. But I, I, I didn't we talk about seeing Detective Pikachu? We did though? because after we bought tickets to Endgame, you mentioned something about Detective Pikachu. And I was like, oh yeah, that comes out next weekend too. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I got, I got it mixed up. Well, yeah. we're, we're seeing it at some point. I really want to yes. see it. I'm a big Pokemon fan. Yeah. Yes, you are. I as am. as stated. Um, previously on the podcast, yeah. yeah. Um, how's your current? Like, have you been able to play any? Pokemon? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm doing good. I got one more um gym to defeat oh, in nice. the region. Um, and then I'm gonna go take on the LA four. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. I'm if anyone, I'm I'm replaying the Gen two Pokemon Crystal game. Mm-hmm. So it's bringing back. It's great. It's bringing back a lot of memories. Nice. So, yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, Detective Pikachu. Yes. Looks amazing. And we're gonna talk a little <laughs> bit about, um. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about Detective Pikachu yeah. first. Well, yeah. Well, I'll get to my stupid joke before uh, later. But uh, Detective Pikachu. Yeah. The trailers look great. Yeah. Like, everything. I mean, really, the animation looks beautiful. It looks amazing. Um, so we we talked. We've talked about when when the trailer first dropped. We talked mm-hmm. a little bit about um, source material. Right. And I I said I knew that there was like a video game or something, but I didn't know much about it. So I did a mm-hmm. little more research, and uh, Detective Pikachu was. Um, it was released for like the Nintendo 3DS or something in 2016 in Japan, um, and it didn't get released in America until um, like May of 2018, March or May of 2018. So, so pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it same basic plot. This character named Tim, Tim Goodman, uh, his father goes missing. His father is a detective, so he goes to Rhyme City, which interestingly enough is not a city in any Pokemon games in any oh. of the regions. Okay. Um, so I wonder it'd be cool if they tied it into the actual like game universe, um, right? But uh, he goes to 
Rhyme City and he starts to investigates he starts to investigate um his his father's case mm-hmm. and he runs into a Pikachu mm-hmm. who speaks English and yeah. in the in the so it the game is apparently very cutscene heavy okay. like over three hours worth of cutscenes if you compile them all together Jeez. which is basically a, a long movie right um and do you mind. Am I boring you? Yeah, you oh, are. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so um, we'll go into the mechanics of the game now. Yes. Um, okay. I'll read off the entire production credits. Oh God. Um, so okay, so in the in the Japanese um, version of the game, co- very comically, Pikachu was voiced by a voice actor who has a very deep voice, and it's mm-hmm. just funny because he's Pika Pika, and then this deep voice for for when he actually talks and. So before the game was was translated into English, people um, were like speculating who who could possibly be cast as the voice of Pikachu if it right. were to be uh, translated to English. And people decided Danny DeVito was going to be the perfect Pikachu. That's so weird. <laughs> well, I think they thought of like who's like got the like the most opposite voice you could possibly right. think, and it's <laughs> obviously Danny DeVito. Yeah. And so people like took like a. Uh, like video from the game and like mm-hmm. dubbed over Danny DeVito's voice. Um, and so when they made this Detective Pikachu live movie, they actually tapped Danny DeVito to play the voice of Pikachu. And he so actually nuts. recorded dialogue. They have this footage. I'm <laughs> hoping to God they release right. it at some point, but Danny DeVito wasn't very invested in the project. He didn't mm. know what a Pokemon was. <laughs> um, so Ryan Reynolds, I think, is a very good choice. Yeah. But we we did watch, someone made a fan trailer <laughs> and they took um, a, a lot of uh, Danny DeVito's dialogue as Frank from yes. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and, and put it so over the funny. footage from the Detective Pikachu movie and it was really funny. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, as you said, I would watch that movie. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Gotta got stay water. hydrated. Yes. Yeah. I should have refilled my water mm. bottle. But I can't now. It's too late. I have to scratch my eye. This is all getting cut. Okay. Uh, is that good? Yeah. yeah. God, that felt so good. Uh. Um anyway. <laughs> So, God, God, that felt so good. I did not jerk off in a bathroom at Yats. <laughs> Listening to my own voice. Listening to my own voice. That's a key. Yes. It's a key thing in there that you you left out. I, I sure did. Um, okay. For reasons. reasons. Okay, so Detective Pikachu looks great. Sonic yes. looks horrible. It, it really does. And did you notice like there, there was a lot of backlash over the animation style of yeah Sonic. well and there should be because yeah they, they tried to make him too human-like yeah and it really just it, it it crosses in my opinion mm. it crosses the line into the uncanny valley yeah where he's he's just human enough but not quite human mm. and it it looks disturbing especially mm. the teeth yes the teeth were gross it's funny because i've only seen this trailer once yeah but and... it's burned in your head it's well, like in your memory it's kind of not like oh, I've. You're seen, one of the lucky ones. I, yeah, but I've seen like the pictures and stuff, and I was like, oh yeah. That, now that I think about it, that did look really just off. Yeah, but I think I was. It was just sensory overload overload for me because it was like, uh, like why is Gangsters Paradise played? Like why? Like why? Weird Al tweeted. He was like, I don't appreciate that they used a parody of <laughs> Amish Paradise in the Sonic movie, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, Weird great. Al, you get him. Yeah. <laughs> um that's so awesome um 
which I found like apparently Coolio when when Amish Paradise came out was like like I don't appreciate there being a parody of my song. <laughs> um but anyway, um that and then just the comedy just did nothing for me. Yeah. Um there was one part in it where I was like, okay, nostalgia, that's that's kind of cool. Um and that was just in the like uh stupid like tagline things that play throughout it so like oh it says, every hero has its genesis yeah i was yeah. like okay that's kind of cute guys yeah. um but yeah but i i just i i i mean i feel like the design from the video games mm. like why couldn't they have just done that yeah why did uh, they why did they try and make him look well, so human that's the thing they've come out and said like okay well uh we're gonna we're gonna redo this yes, before it comes out. Yeah, like, it's well, gonna. Here's the thing: fun. I'm hoping that they push the release date back mm-hmm. because CGI is a lot of work. Yeah, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy. And I, oh, yeah. I, I hope that they don't try to rush this mm-hmm. and work like people work the animators to right. the point of exhaustion. Yeah. to get this done on time, that mm-hmm. would be really. I mean, it's it's just a movie. Guys. Yeah, exactly. But my my kind of thing is that like, okay, well. Like they came out and said, like, oh, we're going to redesign it. It's going to look fine. But I'm like, that's not the issue I had with it. Like, yeah, also, it, it doesn't, doesn't look like a good look movie. Good. It does yeah. not look entertaining. It really, it really doesn't. Yeah. It's, but- I mean, <laughs> someone did... I saw someone who speculated on the internet that like this is the setup for like a Super Smash Brothers... Super Smash Brothers... Like shared universe? Yeah. Like, <laughs> look out, MCU. That's that's one of my favorite, like... Become Smash Bros. Things. <laughs> and they're going to they're like, gonna destroy it. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite is just to imagine that like shared universes exist outside mm-hmm. of like the big ones. Mm-hmm. So like every new movie is like, oh, this is going to be a shared universe. They're all tied in. Yeah. Every single movie ever exactly. made. They're all tied in. Oh yeah. Like, like, okay. Perfect example. <laughs> I, uh, um, okay. This is, it's so stupid and it's so niche, but, uh, after Pet Cemetery, like my joke was, uh, like, oh yeah, it's crazy. Cause after the credits, uh, you just see, uh church the cat uh walking into like a house and then suddenly you hear like rustling behind him and there's a saint bernard and he's like hey church you just uh you just stepped into a world where you don't understand that there's a bigger world out there basically implying that there's going to be a shared universe of stephen king animal movies because it's saint bernard's cujo Cujo, Yeah. yeah Um, sadly, that wasn't the case. And then a car so. pulls up and is like, honk, honk. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you. Yep. Oh, God. But anyway, um, the thing that I thought about after seeing the Sonic the Hedgehog. The thing um, you thought? The thing I thoughted was that, okay, between Detective Pikachu uh-huh. and Sonic the Hedgehog, um, <laughs> this is kind of whatever, um... I could make a joke. Anyway, uh, 2019 is a big year for furries. <laughs> um, which, yeah, so. I think that. the furries maybe want to distance themselves yeah. from the Sonic yeah. movie. Uh, actually, it was the biggest year for furries since Zootopia came since, out. Since, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's probably true, though. Yeah, which I saw um, in the theater by myself. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's not weird. <laughs> yeah. um, while wearing a tail. <laughs> um <laughs> Jim Carrey looks good. Yeah, I guess. I, like, I, I think he looks good. I mean, he's he, he's good for the role, but he l- looks but like, like I, animated. Like, and like I said like earlier, looks, it, it, yeah. the character is called Eggman, mm-hmm. and Eggman, and it, he's the Eggman. Yeah, we are. He's he's Eggman, the Eggman. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but he he's not remotely egg shaped right. at all. He well, just—he looks like the but, but, literally but, like, twirling it, mustache. It would be villain. very difficult to find someone who is shaped like an egg right. because people are not 
egg-shaped <laughs> generally so oh I, I think he's a good i think he's a good pick um, I, I i think yeah. he's yeah i think he's good yeah uh i don't know he's probably gonna carry that whole freaking movie he'll though, probably jim I mean. carry the whole movie um <laughs> all right another picture of pizza <laughs> she just looks disinterested now she uh, yeah it's like my standards cannot be lower and still yeah. you disappoint me it's like she it's like she has her back to you sort of anyway uh, so yeah, Jim Carrey and uh, whatever. Um, I like at the beginning of this year, I would have said like, oh, I'll probably end up saying it because of a list and everything. But like, I have not been watching enough movies mm-hmm. like lately. Um, not to point fingers or anything, but like, you've been so busy. And Stop everything. pointing at me. <laughs> I'm not. Po- I'm not pointing at You're you. You're pointing right at me. Yeah, I actually was. Um, but <laughs> get her pizza. Still no reaction yeah well that's fine it's just it's we're so connected she and i um yeah so anyway uh the you haven't been seeing movies good. movies because yes, of me because of you and yeah so I without just me you just have nothing going on well i have a lot of stuff going on um but yeah i just don't name have... two things um, just name two things Anthology, no, no, no! You cannot list the podcast. <laughs> uh, school and loving my little baby. Okay, that's a full time job right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm a full time cat dad. Yeah, it's the hardest job in the world. Hmm. Um, anyway, uh, Detective Pikachu looks good. I'm excited to see it eventually. Um, after Endgame, which we got tickets for the five something showing of Endgame. Yeah, like five forty five. Yeah. Which should be, that's a good time, because the movie's three hours long. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll figure that out. Uh, next up, I want to get, speaking of Endgame, um, it's been a while, but Captain Marvel, hmm. uh, Fekus and I reviewed it on the podcast and lamented the fact that we're both men. Yeah, um, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I did, I did... horrible for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, no, I... I, I like being a man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> hey. Mm. Anyway. Um, I'm just going to breeze past that. <laughs> I did not jerk off in a yacht's bathroom to the sound of my own voice while listening to my own voice. Anyway. I think he doth protest too much. I just, I dothn't. Um, oh, God, that's a reference to something. Like, I know what the ref like, that, that. Anyway, I just plagiarized a movie. Anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't sue us. Yes. If you're going to sue anyone, sue him. Right. No, no, no. Um, anyway, Captain Marvel. <laughs> what I said was public domain, so. Oh, yes. Well, uh, that's true. So what did you think of Captain Marvel? And yeah, what, what were your thoughts oh, on I Captain loved Marvel? It. I yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was entertaining. It was empowering. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I, I loved Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. She was so snarky. Um, and her partnership with Fury was amazing. Yes. Um, love the little flurkin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could have used oh. more Coulson. Yeah. Because I love Coulson. I just adore him. And <laughs> I just could have used more little young Coulson. Mm-hmm. I, uh, what did we say? Nice. We could watch like a, like a, a, oh, buddy, like a cop buddy cop movie, movie with, with, with Fury, Fury and Coulson, like with, with Coulson being a rookie yes. at S.H.I.E.L.D. and learning the ropes from Fury. I would totally watch that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Like, it would, like, the budget would be insane oh, because they would have to CGI them. <laughs> yeah. Have you been keeping up with the Disney Plus news and stuff? Not really. Okay. Well, in like November 13th, Fish. In like uh, November 13th? In like November 13th. Perfect diction. In. Um, <laughs> In the day of November yes. 13th. Um, uh, inside the hours of 
November 13th, um, there will be released a new streaming service from Disney called Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to be like six ninety nine. Uh, they're coming out of the gate with all 30 seasons of uh, The Simpsons. And I think at launch, they're going to have some MCU <laughs> movies or shows. Uh, well, they're going to have all of Disney's back. Are they doing like stuff. a Loki show? Yes. That one is still in the works and everything. But I think that they're going to launch with uh, WandaVision. Uh, a TV show about Wanda and Maximoff, Maximoff and, Vision. and the Vision. Yeah, which I'm I'm so lukewarm on those guys. The, same here. Like I know that you weren't crazy about them in Infinity War, yeah. and I was just well, like, okay. I felt like they were just kind of put together for no reason. Mm-hmm. Were they? they really I mean, were. okay. I I know that they were both in um, Age of Ultron and yeah, Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Um, but did they ever? interact they did in the like they seeded the relationship a did little they? bit i don't i mean I'm, they I'm, did I, it's been so long since yeah. i've seen those movies i don't but. remember specifically how but they did seed that relationship a little bit but like by the time we get to infinity war it's like they're full-fledged yeah they're like living like, together yeah it's like it's like a serious yeah, like relationship like, was, and it's like, I like, like i just don't see it yeah. i mean he was created like two years ago right yeah. first of all he's exactly. practically a baby right <laughs> he's just a little baby he's a little baby <laughs> But and like I don't like I don't like the name Viz. She calls him Viz. Oh yeah, and I'm like ugh. Yeah, no. Uh, it's gonna be a no from me, right. dog. <laughs> but the other show I'm really excited about is uh, also I don't like that name, Wandavision. Oh yeah, Th- that's ridiculous. Like I'm I'm convinced like that. that they'll have a different name for it or something. They have mm-hmm. to, um, and I think they'll have a different name for for the next one that I'm gonna bring up because. It just seems like it's following the same thing. It's uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm. uh, which I am all for. Like, I, I just remember that scene in Civil War, and he's like, mm-hmm. "You move your seat," and he's like, "No." That that's all I want. Like, yeah. I want that type like, of disgruntled show. roommates. Yes. God, I, what is I'm the premise so of that one? Do you know? No. Uh, I, ho- I, I hope that they're Falcon like. And I hope Soldier. they have to share like a two bedroom apartment in New York City, that would and be so great. And it's just about them living together, yes. and like just getting on each other's nerves. That would be yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that this so guy, great. no, <laughs> this guy, both of us. <laughs> yeah. It'll just be like them back to back on the poster, like yeah, like, like to- with their arms crossed. Yeah, it's not about superheroes at all yeah. it's just totally domestic it's just a, just a straight sitcom exactly. but they also have superpowers but yes. that's not the point <laughs> right um but yeah so that uh that i'm excited for that that's pretty much all i got for mm-hmm. disney plus and everything i mean i'm not gonna get it yeah oh yeah eh, that's fair i'm gonna get it. i'm i'm gonna get it just because like okay i've and i've been on record saying this like ad nauseum and everything and so i'm not i'm only gonna briefly touch on this but like over on Anthology, I'm reviewing uh, Twilight Zone and everything. And, like, Twilight Zone, as a property, as as an IP, dates back 60 years. Mm-hmm. So, like, the hardcore fans have lived with the Twilight Zone for their entire lives. Um, there are a lot of people who are huge fans of, like, watching it when it aired in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and those same people seem to be the ones that are so outspoken about like why they like I okay perfect example on Facebook there is a CBS All Access has like one of those like promoted 
things that's just like a um like check out all of the original twilight zone on cbs all access just promoting it and stuff so like i just was bored and i clicked you read the, the comments i read the comments oh never read the comments yes. that's well, a rookie mistake yes well i read one that was because like even though that particular uh, facebook post is all about the original twilight zone the comments are all about the new one mm-hmm. um so and how you no get, one likes it and how no one likes it even though like it's a vocal minority that don't like it. Mm. Um, and certain political leanings don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read one comment where it was like, it was like, well, if if they wanted it, uh, they should have put uh, the new Twilight Zone on regular TV because uh, I'm not going to, sh- I'm not going to buy or I'm not going to subscribe to another streaming service. Maybe if they had it on regular TV, the ratings would be better. And I'm like, okay, Hold up. Um, like, I actually responded to it. I didn't get a response or anything. Mm. But I was like, okay, first of all, um, I didn't I didn't say this, but this has been my, like, counter to the whole, like, I don't want another streaming service. <coughs> no one is forcing you to have the streaming service every month of the year. I'm going to drop CBS All Access once I watch all of the, the Twilight Zone. Yeah. And I'll re-up when season two comes out. Um, no one's forcing you to have that. And honestly, it's like six bucks. Mm-hmm. And we had a, we had a not similar conversation, but uh, I'm curious to see if you are in line with this thinking that I'm about to say. But like, like if 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 you if you don't feel like you can, I don't know if I'd say afford, but like if you're so up in arms about like, oh, I I don't want to spend six bucks on another streaming service for this show that some people that are making this complaint are diehard fans of um like what like it's not that much money it's like six bucks like yeah drop another streaming service for a month watch the twilight zone yeah i don't know like i like i was talking to someone at work like after going to the coffee shop and like i had a cup of coffee and they were like like they saw i was it was it was casual friday um and i had a twilight zone shirt Mm -hmm. on and he was like oh hey cool and i was like yeah i was talking to him about the new twilight zone Mm -hmm. and then i was like yeah people are complaining about it i'm like it's like literally like this in my hand now is what i have would spend on cbs all access like it's not that big of a deal anyway yeah, well and, and yeah. the thing is if if you don't want to pay for the streaming service that's fine but don't mm-hmm. complain about it yeah because you're making a choice not to do it exactly i mean that's 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 how it works right exactly that's the it's the mm-hmm. era of streaming yeah and that also brings me to my next point what i actually said in response to that um was then like i quote like i i quote i'm so annoyed by it and i'm so annoyed by like just uh like arguments on I, no i on, know what you mean yeah. it's how i feel toward you yeah, yeah. well yeah well no <laughs> fuck you ah. um but no just arguments online in general because it's always just people like yelling their opinion yeah and everything like one of my favorite you're things, never gonna change anyone's ex- mind exactly on the internet. and one of my favorite things was like uh tiny had posted something uh on facebook at one point like months and months ago and one of like one of his facebook friends that i don't know or and and mike doesn't know um was commenting about it, it was a political thing and so mike it, he's a teacher <laughs> he's like he's like well what do you mean by this mm-hmm. like what do you mean by this this aggressive thing show your work <laughs> yeah, ex- that's exactly what he was doing and give examples and it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful because he just sometimes people can't they just blindly regurgitate information Mm -hmm. that they have heard from other sources Mm -hmm. be they reliable or not 
And Mike, and, that's, and they think that's a fact. Mike was following that, like he was yeah. just like he was saying, like, okay, you haven't said anything that's that's this. What you mm-hmm. said here is a is a logical fallacy mm-hmm. that doesn't even like it's doesn't even um, isn't even uh, accurate to this yeah. argument or anything. I had a Facebook friend was who, who was constantly posting like like weird Links Trump, to his Trump pro oh. Trump memes, okay. um, and like they would make these claims, and I would mm. just do like a quick. Mm fact check yeah. and i would post it like a snopes article or something right on on his um the you know the on, on the thread. comment yeah. yeah and he blocked me so. did he really yeah <sighs> yeah i was like whatever uh well i mean we all know that trump's right that like there are doctors who take babies out of women and just murder them yeah there, well so. the, the, they make the yeah. decision they make whether, the decision whether to yes. murder the child or not so <sighs> Jesus. Anyway, so uh, my my counter going back to the actual topic. Yeah. My response was like I just I copied what they said. Like I I copy and pasted it, saying mm-hmm. like if it's on regular TV, their ratings would be better. And then I uh, <laughs> I put a link to an article from Variety mm-hmm. where the president and COO of CBS All Access says like verbatim says uh, the series premiere of the Twilight Zone had more viewers than either premiere for either season of Star Trek Discovery on the service. And now that the Twilight Zone is out, CBS All Access has more subscribers than we've ever had before. But if it was on regular TV... Yes. And that's exactly... Like and I was, I was, like, yeah. I was a little snarky. And I was like, yeah, I think they're doing fine. Yeah. Um, didn't get a response or anything, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just... I get so annoyed. And I tweeted, like, I did the whole, like... Uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase yeah, thing. Yeah, like the Spongebob meme. Yeah. yeah. It was like, if it's on regular TV, then the ratings would be better. Um, anyway, all yeah, that's you annoying. you showed that guy. I did, yeah. yes. Um, so anyway, uh, let's talk briefly about Weird City and then yeah, we'll get into Yeah, we're talking stuff. about Jordan Peele already. Yes. Yeah. So I like how this is going to get, it's, you know, flowing This well. is a nice segue. Yeah. And it's so great when you actually call attention to him too Mm. um anyway so weird city is a sci-fi and sci-fi comedy anthology series on youtube which youtube just announced i haven't dug too deep into like the specifics of this but they announced that they're changing up the style like the how they're doing their uh their premium content so instead of having like having the content behind a paywall for YouTube mm-hmm. premium, they're going to have the original series on YouTube, but with ads. And if oh, you, okay. Yeah, well, if you want to cool. pay for YouTube premium, then, then you no ads. ads. Yeah. That's cool. I um, like so that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I, I watched the first episode of weird mm-hmm. city because you could watch the first episode without, yeah. um, subscribing. Without, yeah. To and the you're service. just like, we've talked about it before, but you're just a huge, um, fan of Ed O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> I do like Ed um, Yeah, oh, he's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Dylan O'Brien Paris and was Venom. starring um, in the episode, so yeah. I'm a big fan of Dylan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. So I had it was free, and I had sure. I had to watch it. It was it was good. I really liked this. So the it was pre- cute. It was very yeah. Cute. The premise of the episode is like this. It's this weird like d- not so distant mm-hmm. like technology based future yes. where there's a huge like poverty like there's a huge disparity between yeah. the upper class and the lower class and mm-hmm. they actually they call it living above the line or below the line and it's an actual physical um line 
mm-hmm. you have to cross to get um, above or below. Yeah. And uh, uh, Dylan O'Brien plays this young guy who, it, like, he doesn't have a girlfriend and he's having mm-hmm. trouble dating, so he signs up for this service. Um, poor Dylan O'Brien. I know. That <laughs> poor handsome guy. Just yeah. can't, can't get a girl. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Don't even get me started. I could relate to him so much. <clears throat> super handsome. I'm saying that I'm super handsome. I'm, I'm, I'm as handsome as... Okay. Yeah. Don't know All right. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, uh, I did not jerk off in a Yet's bathroom. To the sound of my own... While listening to my own podcast. <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, okay. So, uh, he signs up for this service that will, like... Um, they basically do, like, a... I don't know. They, it's like a complete, like, workup. Like a, like a, work like up, a like, physical and a mental analysis. Yeah. Of, of you yeah. and they match you with it's called the one that is the one so mm-hmm. it's like your perfect match yeah. and he is matched with ed o'neill mm-hmm. um and there's a huge age difference and neither of them are gay and right and so they're like well this sucks like we want our money <laughs> back and um they end up going to get like a uh, dinner because they're both hungry mm-hmm. and they hit it off and yeah. they end up uh sleeping together mm-hmm. <laughs> totally unexpected <laughs> um and they they decide they want to give it a shot and they mm-hmm. they make this beautiful life um mm-hmm. ed o'neill meets dylan o'brien's parents and dylan o'brien <laughs> meets ed o'neill's adult children that was my favorite was part a, of the whole episode it was a great episode. scene that was great when he was interacting with the kids yes um and it, it, it's it's this great mm-hmm. like they they make a, a like a, a really great couple and then they right. find out do we want to spoil it I don't think no, we should okay, all right. Yeah, let's it's, not spoil okay. it. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's yeah, good. it's good. Um, um, LeVar Burton, is. Le- it, he plays yes. the doctor who works at the the lab where mm-hmm. they do the testing to find out who your perfect match is. And he was, he was great. I love was LeVar great. Burton. And he is... I've seen like two or three episodes so far. Um, is he a recurring character? He is. Like he makes appearances in each As episode. As the same character? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. He's like doctor... Oh, crap. What is his name? It's been a while since I've watched it, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's it's a very charming show, and I I've been back and forth about whether or not I want to review it on anthology because it fits the it fits the parameters of what I cover on anthology. Um, yeah, but I'm just super busy, um, so uh, maybe eventually I'll do like a one off season review. But I have uh, other stuff I got to do on anthology. So what did you think um, of the other two episodes that you watched? Okay, so I will say that I think it's episode two with Michael Sarah mm-hmm. is actually my favorite of the of the oh, three yeah. that I saw. Um, big names, by the way, big names. Oh yeah, totally. In this show, Rosario Dawson, Mark mm-hmm. Hamill, Stephen Yen, mm-hmm. uh, Laverne Cox, Yvette Nicole Brown, mm-hmm. Aquafina. So yep, yeah, check it out. Um, uh, the second episode has it's basically Michael Sarah as. This guy who doesn't fit in mm-hmm. well, like in a no a Michael Sarah, oh, right. no way, right? That's totally out of type for him. Yeah. So he's basically it starts out with him at a um, like the show has some kind of drug that people are addicted to. Um, I don't remember what. And exactly now it's all it is. set in the same same universe. Yeah, though. same okay. universe, but each each episode is self contained. Okay. Um. So, uh, he's at the he's at like this, um addicts anonymous meeting for this particular drug and like people like like one of the guys goes up to him and is like hey you know you're you're not addicted to this drug like you you're you're just not addicted Aww, to he it just wants friends. he just wants yeah and he's like but you guys are my family and <laughs> oh. it's just it's kind of sweet but it's weird like he's weird in it yeah. um and then so as he's like after he's like rejected by the the aa whatever um 
he <laughs> uh, he stops by a like he he happens across a gym that basically is promoting like oh like you know work out here and you know you can be family with us or whatever mm-hmm. and so he just gets sucked into this whole like culture of like gym and uh, like this gym culture and he becomes like obsessed with it and everything i know that like in the the ads for the show mm-hmm. he was like super buff yeah. So. Um, and his performance is, it's maybe one of my favorite, like, uh, Michael Sarah performances wow. I've ever seen. Like, it's a lot, it's kind of reminiscent to me of his role in This Is the End. Did mm-hmm. you ever see that? I did, yeah. Okay. Nice. He played, like, a parody of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love when actors do that. Me too. Me too. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was good. I really liked the second episode, but I did want to point out that the first episode had some pretty cool, um, not Easter eggs, but like little references to like Blade Runner that I liked. Mm. Uh, like the first, like they ask, um, what's his name? Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. Yes. Uh, they ask him like a question, like they start asking him questions like, okay, you're in a, for- you're in, you're in a desert and you see a tortoise and it's on its back yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. That's a direct reference to Blade Runner. Um, and uh, like, I like that and everything, but then like the next, like they keep doing that, like that same thing through, like it's a running thing throughout like at least two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so the, that specifically kinda, the tortoise question, yeah, like it, it resurfaces huh. and I was just like, okay, you know, I would rather have just one done. Um, but like the third episode I think was about this girl who goes to college and, um, it was, it was weird. Like no pun intended. It was like, it was really weird. Yeah. Um, basically she strikes up a relationship with a guy, um, and it's 100%, uh, like, like they, they, you know, they have a good time and they are about to have the sexual intercourse. Um, okay. I've heard it happens. Um, and he, uh, he walks into the other room and starts texting her. And so like, they're like, no, this is what, this is how we do. This is how we have sex. We just text each other. Um, and they're having textual relations yes it's uh they're sexting mm. and it's it, the way it go the like how it goes from there is is into some weird things that didn't quite so what you just like text me. someone the eggplant emoji over and over and over again um and the peach emoji you, well yeah why well, they have like conversation like it's uh, we'll talk off off mic um <laughs> I don't think I want to. Yeah, it's fine. I have I have powerpoints and stuff. You'll, like you'll oh you'll God. come away from this learning a lot. Okay. Um. Uh-huh. So, uh. But yeah, it was it was weird. And like, there's only like six episodes, so like I'm halfway through it. Yeah. Um. It's okay. It's all right. But I re- I did really like the chemistry between Ed O'Neill. Yeah, and, they made a good couple. Uh, Dylan O'Brien. I, yeah. Ed O'Neill was on mm. Ellen, and his daughter was uh, a guest in the audience Mm -hmm. and he told a story about because ellen asked him about weird Mm -hmm. city and and he was like yeah um my daughter was on set when we were filming and um she has a huge crush on dylan Mm o'brien he's a hot young actor and uh and i you know she had to watch me kiss him um (laughs) and uh she got so mad at me Mm -hmm. for kissing her celebrity crush (laughs) this is a cute story nice Um, yeah, the, the show itself reminds me a bit of the Hulu show Dimension 404, mm. which I did cover on Anthology. Um, yeah, so. Just good. Yeah, out. I enjoyed yeah. it. Cool. So, uh, yeah, so we watched a movie today. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. 
So we if you can't dinner. handle me at my worst, <laughs> then good for you. I respect your decisions. I'm a yeah, lot to well, handle. You know, yes, your worst is like, it's that's your bad. baseline. It's yeah. pretty bad. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Yes, is the movie that we watched that just dropped on Netflix. Yes, it was a big hit at Sundance. Hit I think. It. Um, the plot description, according to IMDb, is a courtroom frenzy ensues and sweeps 1970s America when a young single mother reluctantly. Huh. I'm I'm not going to read this because it's kind of spoily spoilery. Um. Is it spoilers if it's like a real thing that well, happened? Well, it's spoiler to the narrative, the way it's structured in the narrative. Okay. Uh, we'll do a non-spoiler review. Basically, this movie is about Ted Bundy and his relationship with a single mother, um, and then the ensuing courtroom uh, battle that occurred uh, that led to you know him uh, being found guilty and everything. Um, so, yeah, uh, this movie stars Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. Lily Collins, Zach Efron as Ted Bundy, Lily Collins as the single mother, um, Liz. Angela, yes, uh, which is the Liz Kendall is the, uh, the movies based on a book by her, the Phantom Prince, My Life with Ted Bundy. Oh, I didn't know. Yep. I didn't yep. know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So this, uh, yeah, it also has a lot of people in it that are like really good. Yeah. Um, John Malkovich. John Malkovich and um, Jeffrey Haley Joel Osmond, Donovan, Haley Joel Osmond, Dylan Jim Baker, uh, Angela Con- Seraphine. Is that how you say her name? Yes. Um, also, your friend Forba Shepard. Yes, Forba Shepherd. is, a, is a, a personal friend of mine who played mm-hmm. Louise Louise Bundy, uh, Ted Bundy's uh, mother. So. so, if when you watch it, that's that's my girl Forba. Yeah, yeah. And she did a good job. She's a local indie actress, mm-hmm. so we're all very proud of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got to meet Zac Efron. Like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's in scenes with... Like, she yeah. does scenes with Zac Efron. Yeah, like, she has, like, a real speaking um, role. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I have cool I have cool friends. <laughs> yeah, I I know. I mean, you don't have to say say that again. I'm just, None of whom are here right I'm, now. I'm, they're not here right now. That's a mean thing to say to pizza. They're, yeah. they're not here yeah. well, right now. Uh, um... Yeah, Louise. Haley Joel Osment is credited as a detective. Is he? Does he play? I in did, this movie? Yeah, I'm. No, I'm, he's definitely not. Well, Detective no. Jerry Thompson. That's inaccurate. Then um, um, it also features Jim Parsons and Brian Garrity. Yeah, that's <laughs> just um, c- inaccurate. The he's a love interest he um, of is. one of the characters in the movie. And he's, I mean, I don't think he's a detective because he works with Liz. Right. <laughs> and it's like the university medical yeah. whatever. Um, on IMDb, he is, he's, cred- <laughs> he's credited as Liz's co-worker, Jerry. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Well, they got the name right, Jerry. Yeah. That's weird. Um, so, I, I, this was kind of a on a whim thing. Yeah. Um, it was, I'm glad we watched it, though. It was really I entertaining. I, I found it really entertaining. I did have some problems with it. And okay. I'm interested to discuss it with you so we're going to do non-spoiler and then we'll do a spoiler mm-hmm. review um later but just kind of in general terms like uh, early on in the movie i kind of turned to you and i was like are, are we supposed to sympathize with ted bundy um and it's like maybe i went into the movie with with preconceived notions and like an idea of how the movie mm-hmm. was going to be structured okay um because the movie is not like a traditional like 
like true crime drama thing. Right. It's not like Zodiac where they're chasing Ted Bundy. Right. Um, it's completely through Ted Bundy's perspective. perspective. Yeah. And so, like, there's, like, scenes early on in the movie where he's talking about how, like, oh, these people are, are following me. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what's I, going I, on. Yeah, I do think you're supposed to lean yeah. more towards sympathy. I think that that was a choice. Here's the thing. And I don't agree with it. Um, before, a lot of early reviews um, for the movie, people were criticizing it, saying that it is mm. painting him in a positive light. Yeah. And that it's... It, but, okay. P- his survivors, that mm-hmm. there are people who he attacked who survived mm-hmm. and they were interviewed. They, they saw the film and they said that it was an accurate portrayal mm-hmm. that he really was charming. And that is why he got away with what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, not because he was so brilliant, but because he was so disarming. Right. Um, and that the, the tone of the film is supposed to reflect that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think it's a statement that he not only charmed his victims, right. He's charming us. Yes. He charmed the courtroom. Mm-hmm. He charmed the media. I think I he, love him. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I love him. I think I love uh, him. And, and, and Matt, sounds like he charmed you. Um, charmed he, you real good. He did. Well, first of all... First of all, Zach Efron is so charming. He, um. He's very charming. <laughs> but, uh, like, okay. I, and I, I, I respect that approach to it. Um, and, like, I can forgive my own preconceived like thoughts going into it and like I I'm on board with like that perspective that the movie takes. My kind of issue is that it doesn't to my liking it doesn't to my liking um pay off in the way that I think that it thinks it does. We'll mm-hmm. talk more in spoilers, but like like okay, we get a lot of not even descriptions, just like references to like oh okay, well we see him like in this city doing this thing. And then in the news, it's like, Oh, this, these women were murdered, brutally murdered and everything It's just described. And it's going to sound kind of fucked up, but like we didn't see any of it. Like it's not and granted, like that could be construed as like, um, uh, dramatizing it or, or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, glamorizing it, mm. um, which would not be good or whatever. But like the whole thing about the movie is that like the entire movie is, basically painting him as someone that we're sympathizing with or we are being charmed by, but we don't like the payoff of seeing his true nature never really comes in the way that I would have been satisfied with. I disagree. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk more in spoilers because okay. there is, there's some payoff on that front, but like to me, it just feels like it was not enough to okay. really demonstrate how, like I liked it for the characters, but for like the viewers, I, We'll talk in spoilers. Okay. But um, the whole courtroom stuff yeah. was phenomenal. Like, I... Yeah, I love, I love how they they filmed actual, like, like word-for-word mm-hmm. bits from the interviews. Yes. And they, they showed us that, and after, while they were playing the credits, they showed mm-hmm. actual footage of interviews with Ted Bundy. Right. That's verbatim what's yeah. depicted in, in the movie. And yeah. it's like... It was very well done. Yeah. And, like... Hats off to Zac Efron. Also, like he gave was a very great performance. Really good. Yeah, he really uh, tapped into yeah the character well. Mm-hmm. Yep, and also yeah. Lily Collins played the distraught Liz. Yeah, Liz, who is she has her own like it. It was a good demonstration of like she is someone who uh, was ex- extremely uh, close to him. Mm-hmm. 
and like let him like she was in a like serious relationship with him yeah. they were engaged they were engaged I mean, yeah and they lived like, together right while this was happening mm-hmm. and i think that's where the disconnect is kind of also for me is that like we see like i made the joke uh when they have like their meet cute scene um i made the joke like oh this is gonna be a good like love yeah. story um because i was expecting like it to kind of be like a night and day thing where like you see his home life with her and yeah. then you see him just go and butchering and like murdering these these I, people. I get that. And that's yeah. that's that's a choice they could have made. I don't right. I, but I I'm not I'm not unhappy with what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I I feel like it's pulling the audience into Liz's doubt. Mm-hmm. You know? We never see him do it. Did he do it? You know? Right. Uh is he this you know, was he only guilty of running a stoplight or a, mm. a stop sign? You know, and yeah. I mean, yeah, we all know the story of Ted Bundy. We all know he did it. Right. We all know he was found guilty and sentenced mm-hmm. and put to death. We all love him. We all um, we we love him. Yeah. Um, but but I I think that was that was what they were trying to establish mm. that that doubt. Yeah, that that Liz and everyone else had, and they they did a really good job with that. With the combination of Zac Efron's just really charming performance, yeah. um, like and Lily Collins is just like her inner tur- turmoil mm-hmm. and stuff was was great. Um, she had a good arc. Yeah, yeah. But I think my biggest issue is that like e- even though we're brought into Ted Bundy's perspective and and his. Uh, like we're being charmed by him as everyone else is. It's also like, it feels like it, maybe not disingenuous or, or dis, I wouldn't even say disrespectful, but it's like the actual crimes that he was convicted of and, and uh, put to death for are just like completely like secondary or tertiary to the entire movie. Like we don't get like details of it. Like we don't get the, severity of it like we don't like we don't see like there's a there's a scene where he is partying with with some college girls and then the next scene is literally just like the news saying like oh these these college girls were murdered it's like i so feel you like f- you felt like you had to see the violence not, in order and i knew that you were gonna say that but well not uh, well, necessarily well, you're saying that they, they, they didn't state the severity but they did right. they listed off they listed off like very like like yeah like in grotesque detail. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong but with I that. But I feel like, and, and there isn't anything inherently wrong with that. I think that what I just expected and what I would have appreciated more is seeing how much of a monster he truly was in seeing like his patterns and like how he how he did it. I like g- seeing it in, as opposed to being told how he did it. I, I get, okay. Yeah. I get that. I feel like we don't need to because we mm-hmm. all know the story. We yeah. But also, keep in mind, there are victims still living. Mm-hmm. Do they really need that? I mean, they lived through True. that. True, but also, like, to your point about, like, we all know it and everything, like, yeah, that's true. Like, I know about Ted Bundy, but I don't know the specifics of Ted Bundy. Like, I didn't know, like, the specifics of the, the crimes he committed and everything. So, like, when I watch the movie, like, like Zodiac, like, that movie depicts the the killings and that brings you into just how serious it is. Um, I just felt like, like I, I just felt like we didn't need it. Okay, I, that's fair. I mean, yeah. we'll talk more about that. They could have done it, and I think it still of... would have been great. But, but yeah. I, I think it was, I think it was complete mm-hmm. without it. Okay, fair. Agree to disagree. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what other non-spoiler stuff can we talk? The courtroom scenes were great. Yeah, they um, were very good. Yeah, and it just goes into his whole like 
persona, like his narcissism mm-hmm. and his coldness. Like he is, it's a, He's it's so a performance detached. form. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like he, it's kind of chilling in the way that he does it, that mm-hmm. he is so uh, steadfast in his like denial of it and everything. Yeah. And he makes it into like a spectacle, a spectacle. Yeah. yeah. Um, really. I mean, he really, I mean, he was there. treated like a celebrity mm-hmm. and he felt like one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and it's incredible. Cause like, I did not know that that was the first like televised, uh, courtroom, uh, courtroom trial. Yeah. Um, in like, it just, I like I didn't know that part of the story at all, and it's interesting to see that in like the seventies, and like obviously everyone who was conscious at the time remembers the OJ trial, mm-hmm. and like that was like the biggest thing, and like since then we've had like Robert Blake, uh, Michael Jackson's trial, like all of these like t- kind of televised event mm-hmm. trials, and it's just it's so. It wasn't necessarily presented this way, but it feels like it's just a precursor to our culture today. Like yeah. how everyone is celebrity uh, worship. Celebrity and, worship. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> I made the joke that, uh, like, you know, if he had been, you know, found not guilty and he was acquitted, like he could be president. Yeah. Today. Not really a joke, though. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Any other non spoiler stuff you want to talk about? Um, so the, the I, I don't think it's spoilers the 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 title of the movie the tri- is yeah I think is, the trial's fair game um that is uh extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile yes is what the judge said mm-hmm. when he was delivering the sentencing yes of uh the the, the he received the death sentence mm-hmm. um but what bothers me and it's it's actual dialogue that the judge actually mm-hmm. said and it, it's always bothered me because I am familiar with the case okay um. Is that he? He's like, oh, you're a very bright young man, and it's a shame that your life went this way because you would have made a wonderful lawyer, and I would have loved to have had you in my courtroom. And it's just like he what? Like he was failing out of law school. He was yeah. not going to be a good lawyer. Right. Like like. It, and he was not a good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously yeah. because he was found guilty, but right. like he he was getting by on the spectacle of of the case. He wasn't getting by on the on on his merit. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew the the jargon. He knew the words to say, but I don't think he was a, an effective lawyer. Right. And I said, it's just it's bullshit. What mediocre mm-hmm. white men can get away with? Like, yeah. he killed minimum thirty people. He mm-hmm. killed more than thirty people. And he gets sentenced to death, and the judge is like, well, you could have been a great lawyer. It's yeah. too bad that this happened, that you had to go and murder those women, I guess. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like it was, because uh, obviously this is what happened and everything in the trial, but it wasn't even like the movie was making a statement that like, oh, he even charmed the judge, because it's compl- like, the judge reviled him, like, yeah. hated him, and it's just like, I well, honestly... what he said is, I have no animosity toward you. Oh, that, yeah, that's he right. He did say that. But yeah. but he he was fed up with him during the proceedings because yeah. he was grandstanding. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And the judge did not appreciate that, right. clearly. Yeah. Um, but he still was um, like, you would have made a wonderful lawyer yeah. and I would have loved to have had you in my courtroom. And it's right. like, he killed 30 <laughs> exactly. people. And you, like, it's just, it's the yeah. audacity, you know? It's- like in any other movie, like if it was a if it was a fictional retelling of it or anything, like that would be, you know, that would be taken as like, okay, this is a statement, like like in our current like yeah world. But this actually like, this happened. Actually happened in the nineteen like, seventies. Yeah, like he actually like a real judge said this to yeah. a real serial killer. And 
I admit, I did not even really put that together until yeah. you mentioned it. Yeah. And it's just like, because that's the world we live in. Like, yeah. that's just how it's always been. Yeah. Like, And like, ugh. let's be real. He wasn't all that handsome. He had a unibrow. He was uh, so he- handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you love him? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, wait, wait. What did he say? Did he say something to you? What did he say? Word know. for word, verbatim. What did he say? I don't know. Um, uh. But yeah, so... Uh, yeah, uh, he did. I, he did such a great yeah, job. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was well done. I liked it. Yeah, and uh, should we talk about spoilers? Let's, this is kind of a brief review, but yeah, we, yeah, I think spoilers will be. We've brief wasted too, a lot of time. Yeah, it's um, o'clock. So, oh god, it is. We've been talking um, already for like two hours. We ha- that can't be right. That's it's nuts. Uh, oh, like an hour and thirty nine minutes. Uh, Look at the little pizza. Whoa, she's so pretty. <laughs> Quit bobbering me. Um, she is so bobbered. She is. Look how bobbered she is. She's so cute, though. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, pizza. <laughs> I startle her every time I call Yes. Her. So, we'll do spoilers. So, yes. Oh, uh, before we do spoilers, did you say that you watched the uh, tapes, whatever? I, I did, yeah. The, how did you feel the about Ted the documentary Bundy stuff? Bundy interview tapes? Or, it, like, I think it was made by the same people. Conversations with the killer or something? Um, and it was, it was, it's also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was good. It was, it was um, interviews. Um, conversations with, with the killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, it's, if, that you know, they talk about, um, you know, his... Uh, time in jail, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's it's very enlightening, and he, the way he just rambles on about himself is is very it it kind of it kind of tells you all that you need to know oh, about yeah. him. Huh. Um. Yes, the uh, director of the documentary is also the director of the f- yeah. of the film. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so let's talk spoilers for You Say the Title. <laughs> Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Yes. And uh, we're going to go into spoilers. I'm going to play a clip from the trailer. If you want to avoid spoilers, uh, check the show notes for timestamps to get to our poopery section where we're going to talk about Lost Point. All right. Uh, the triumphant return uh, <laughs> to our little project here. So enjoy this clip from the trailer, and we're going to go into spoilers for... This movie First here. Television 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 history. You look nice, partner. I'm disguised as an attorney today. I get very scared, but, you know, he's also really dreamy. There are things you don't know that will shock you beyond your worst nightmares. It's all a lie. It is a capital murder case. And you are skating on thin ice. <laughs> This is about catching a monster. I wish I could take it all back. What about me? I love you. Get out! The killings were extremely wicked. Shockingly evil. Vile. Did you do these things, Ted? This is all gonna end. It's only gonna end with the truth. Okay, spoilers on right. for extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Um, I read it. Um, All right, so you don't think that that okay the end was was the, payoff enough? For I you. did not okay. because what I appreciated about it, and also we like let's back up. So the entire movie, uh, Liz is feeling like she is she's going through just 
torment with yeah. herself. Yeah. Um, and it's revealed like about two thirds through the movie that she's the one who tipped off the authorities. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is saying, oh, he was on the suspect list. You know, yeah. that's got to mean something. And even her best friend, Joanna, mm-hmm. um, you know, was was like, you know, how can you still think that he's innocent yeah. after all of this? You know, he's wanted in Colorado mm-hmm. and in Utah and California, whatever. I, uh, yeah, um, Florida. Oh, for, what, yeah. Florida, yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you say it was? <laughs> uh, <laughs> America's <which time>? peepee? <laughs> America's peepee, yes. <laughs> is what you said. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and it turns out she was the one who called in the tip when she yeah. saw the sketch that mm-hmm. looked, what she says, a little bit like him. Right. And it was the right make of car, mm-hmm. but the wrong color. Yes. And as it turns out, just the 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 victim got the color wrong right. because it, it was him. Yeah. Um, and you had made the remark kind of late in the movie when, when like the closing moments of the movie that you said that you oh, would have rather have had us not know that she tipped him off until that final she moment. She tells him. Yes. Um, at the end of the movie, she meets with him one final time mm-hmm. um, when it just stays before his execution date. And she reveals to him that she the reason he was even on the suspect list in the first place mm-hmm. was because she called it in and they put him on the list. Yes. Um, and uh, she wants, in exchange for that information, she wants him to tell her the truth Mm-hmm. If she killed these women, if if he really did it, yeah. Um, and uh, I I do agree because she reveals it earlier mm-hmm. um, to Jerry, to yeah Haley Joel Osment's character, yeah. who she she's dating at the time, mm-hmm. and um, it was a, a very emotional moment. But then that took the wind out of the sails at the end. That is one thing I agree yes. with. I actually disagree with your take on that. Really? Yes. So you I, are so wrong. I well, I mean, it's an opinion, but it's fine. Um, don't make me kill you. Um, I'm not going to kill her. I did not jerk off in a yes I, bathroom. Don't change the subject. Yes. So anyway, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, as an aside, um, uh, in the class I'm the digital literacy class I'm taking, uh, we had like the the discussion post was uh-huh. um the uh like social media and the news and one of the people that had posted was saying about how he doesn't use social media that much because he doesn't want like he doesn't like having like things from his early 20s out there and so like i responded to him and i was like yeah i know exactly what you mean i talked about the james gunn thing yeah and i was like and like with me and my podcast i have literally hundreds and hundreds of hours of my voice out yeah. there from the last six years advertising the podcast in your I class. Did, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, i don't link to it or anything but <laughs> but all, i said like, that, like that's it like, yeah that's, that's the only reason i'm going back to school um so but the whole point is uh, like i said that saying that like and i don't know what is out like i don't know what is out there it like i don't i don't hide my identity or anything like people right. can yeah like a uh a guy who discovered tower junk he's actually a facebook friend requested me um, like if you ever like went into politics or was going to run for president they'd be like no 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 also he jerked off in a yats bathroom i did not jerk off in a yats bathroom to the sound of my own i did not jerk off (laughs) in a yats bathroom to the sound of my own voice okay first of all i think we're getting away from the you think i think no i i think we're changing we're we're distinctly changing it. I did not. I, the thing was, I was. It wasn't that I was jerking off to the sound of my voice. It was while listening to my voice. Anyway, 
Um, I did not do it, but, um, so... <laughs> Why did you feel the need to make that distinction I, just Because now? it just sounds even weirder. Um, so anyway, uh, I had said that, like, as an example, like, there are hundreds of hours of, of my voice, um, out in, on the internet that's free to download and everything, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's something in those hundreds of hours that would... That incriminate would, you, that yeah. That would incriminate me or, like, make me, like, ineligible for something that I want to do or whatever. Yeah. Um... And now we've said multiple times that I did not jerk off in a Yats bathroom. Um, anyway, so, okay, so to get back to the actual movie, I would have liked, I think I would have, I would have taken to Lily Collins's character's struggle throughout the entire movie if that was revealed earlier that she's the one that tipped them off because then then the movie shifts and granted maybe it's just not the movie that was that they were wanting to make but the movie would then shift to her story of her being someone who was so charmed by this guy Mm -hmm. and has to wrestle with the fact that that he is still so charming to like basically uh, one of the things I think the movie handled really well was that he keeps he keeps uh trying talking, to contact trying her, to contact her, calling her, sending her yeah. letters. Yeah, and then he, I feel like he kind of stopped for a while when he found Carolyn, Carol Ann, Carol Ann. I think it was Carolyn Ann. Oh, was it? I think so. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Kaya Scolidario's character. Yeah, when he finds her, because he is someone who's so narcissistic that he wants to be worshipped and everything. That like when I think when things don't aren't really working out with her, like mm-hmm. he's goes back and tries to contact Liz because he needs that like affirmation and that, that worship and everything. But I feel like it would have been, like I said, it granted it would have been a different movie, but I feel like it would have been more, uh, narratively speaking, I think it it is Carol Ann. I was right. You were wrong. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Um, I still did not jerk off in a, in a yes bathroom. Okay. Anyway, just move um, on. I can't. (laughs) So, Uh, I just feel like if they had established that earlier, then the movie would have been like her journey. Like, cause like she does a fantastic job performing yeah. in those scenes. Yeah. Um, but we don't have the context until later in the movie. Like the context is up until the reveal, the context of her like watching the news and everything and fearing that he's going to contact her is just that she doesn't know if he did it or not. Like he's like, she's just like seeing this horror unfold and everything and denying to her friend that, that he's capable of doing it. Whereas like it's revealed later that it's because she doesn't know if she's sending away a, like, uh, so you wouldn't have wanted like that big reveal. Um, not really. I would have, I would have liked it more. Uh, Hmm. I think it would have been a more powerful, um, narrative if it was focused on her wrestling with whether or not she did the right thing. Okay, I disagree. Yeah, well, that's fair. But the ending uh, with her talking, confronting him, Yeah. Um, I really don't think they stuck the landing because I feel like in that moment, that's when... Uh, and Grant, like, we get a little bit of it, but, like, he reveals, like, like, she's, like, basically, not even begging him, demanding that he just admit to what he's done. Yeah. Just so that she can... So she's got, she's got a photograph that she was given 10 years, to her 10 years ago by a detective, Mm -hmm. and it took her 10 years to open the envelope and look at it, and it's a picture of one of his victims, Mm -hmm. her deceased body, um, sans head. Yeah. Um... Which... Yeah, yeah, and and, and she's t- she's saying, "Tell me what happened to her head." Right. She asks him multiple times, and he, um, the the glass is fogged up, mm-hmm. um, between them, and he writes hacksaw. Yes. Um, which now that we're talking, because I I I, it's not that I forgot about the picture, but like we do see like um, 
a flash of his memory, like knocking knocking the woman down yeah. with a tire iron and then dragging her body and then yeah. grabbing the hacksaw and everything. So we do get that, but it's also like this is one victim out of thirty yeah. confirmed ones yeah. and countless others that that went unconfirmed. That I just feel like it it's powerful in that it's revealing, like he's he's revealing and admitting it through the through the window. But it's also like. I feel like we spend so much time being charmed by him and being like kind of manipulated in a sense to root, not necessarily root for him, but sympathize with him as he's like being followed and stuff, which I did like how him being followed was like directly due to her like calling mm-hmm. it in. Um, but uh, like that, and then the payoff is him just admitting to doing it. I feel like to re- like, I feel like to really hammer it home, it would have been more beneficial to show like the true nature of him being just a monster. Like if that means like a montage of him just murdering women and everything, like that would bring home like exactly how much of a monster he was. Cause we've had this long, like hour and 45 minute movie mm-hmm. that's just demonstrating him as being this charming kind of, yeah, uh, that's who he was yeah. though. I don't, yeah. I, but he was also a monster who yeah. murdered so many and women. And we saw that. In one picture. Yeah. And, 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 and we also saw there were photographs in the courtroom scene. There were. Um, graphic descriptions of what he had done to his victims. Mm-hmm. I just, I, all of it, I don't feel like I needed to see a montage of him murdering mm-hmm. 30 people. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, is, is bludgeoning a woman and uh, decapitating her mm-hmm. in a field not enough of a monster for you, man? Well, when we were talking about someone who had multiple victims. Yeah. Like I just I get feel that like, murdering thirty people is worse than murdering one person. Yeah. Yes, but but I I did not need to see a montage of him murdering thirty people. Right. And to be fair, I didn't want to see it. Like I'm not sitting there thinking like, okay, I like he's a monster. I get it. Yeah. I, yeah. But and and well to wrap know. to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he dangled in front I like of the police. You, I like that you just you took charge. Okay, to wrap it yep. up, I'm done with this. I am. <laughs> um, he 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 claimed that he had uh several more victims and mm-hmm. uh and he wanted to delay he wanted to delay his yes. execution hope, hoping that they would take this information and delay mm-hmm. it and he did not get what he wanted yeah um and i think that's good me too i i, I wish that the victims families had peace mm-hmm. and closure um but it's good that he is dead yeah can you and you, you know what that can go on the record yeah right. that's yes. that's crazy uh, that is one yeah. thing i didn't know i'm sure me it was too. in the documentary but i completely forgot about mm-hmm. it that um, Carol Ann was pregnant mm-hmm. and had her baby while he was on death row. Yeah. Like shortly before he was executed, I think. Right. And <sighs> I mean, his daughter is probably alive today. Yeah. I mean, um, Ugh. like that's crazy. Like, we were We were saying earlier, like imagine being the, uh, Liz's daughter. Yeah. Um, but imagine being Ted Bundy's daughter. Right. Who was conceived while her father was in, in prison mm-hmm. on, on, on trial. death row. <laughs> no, he was he was on death row then. He was on trial oh, okay. yeah, for capital murder. She was born oh. while he was on death oh, row. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It was a conjugal visit. Yes. Uh and under no the touching. table con- conjugal visit yeah. cuz you see the the guy counting the, the money. guy counting the money. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. God. God. It's nuts. Yeah. Like can you imagine like just being so brainwashed by a person yeah. like Carol Ann was so devoted to him. I, it's insane. For no reason. Like, she uprooted her entire life. She moved yeah. to Florida. 
mm-hmm. because he called her. But also, Zac Efron. Um, <laughs> but Ted Bundy. But Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah, he's not a so, good guy. Um, but no, I, yeah, I totally, yeah. Uh, I can't imagine. Like, well, I think about that. people who were like obsessed with with Charles Manson. Yeah, you know, oh, and yeah. have this weird have, infatuation like, with weird groupies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, like serial killers attract people. It's yeah, it's so mm-hmm. bizarre to me. Yeah, I I would love to like read or see like a documentary or something that like goes into the mentality of this, like the the psychology of yeah. it, because. It's so bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, people are, by nature, everyone's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's biology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just, like, I I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, hypothetical question. If you met someone who on death row... <laughs> kidding. Um, I'm not going to go into <laughs> So, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. How would I meet God. someone on death row? I like- don't know. <laughs> A pen pal thing? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I'm on, like, a dating website called, like, Prison Mates for Life or something. I, I and- believe that that probably exists. <laughs> like, I can almost guarantee that there's, like, a prison... Lonely singles are in a cell near you. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Um, but, yeah, one other thing that I was, like, kind of looking for in this uh, in this movie was... And granted, at this point, I didn't know that it was... Um, uh that is based on this on the book written by uh Liz mm-hmm. but i was i was wondering if they were going to incorporate anything um regarding Anne Rule yeah i didn't know the, this you were telling me about yeah. this earlier so she uh basically she's best i'm reading off wikipedia she's best known for the stranger beside me about the serial killer ted bundy with whom rule worked and whom she considered a friend but was later revealed to be a murderer hmm. um, what so, spoilers <laughs> I actually didn't know that she died in 2015. That's oh. interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I lost my. Tra- yeah, oh. we were wondering if there was going to be anything about her in the movie. Yeah, and there and was not. There wasn't. Yeah. We thought at, at first Anne might have been Carol. Yeah. Anne might have been Anne, because it was, was it was hard to catch the name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and I thought like for a second because they said Carol Anne, and then I was like. Oh, I wonder if that's like, like, like I looked up like her birth Anne name was like birth yeah. name and it wasn't, you know, um, 12 best free prison dating sites. Oh my God. Um, what are they called? Like, what are their names? Um, read off some good ones. Match.com is one of them. What? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, doesn't cater specifically to single inmates and their admirers, but it has more users than most other dating sites. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Like the site itself has more. It's the predominant, yeah. Um, But I want something specifically for inmates. (laughs) Meetaninmate.com. Or, I'm sorry, meet-an-inmate.com. Meet an inmate has been connecting inmates with pen pals since 1998. While inmates pay a small fee uh, to be listed on the site, it's 100% free for people to write to them. Oh, right. (laughs) We should all make accounts. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Letters are... Oh, you're going to love this next one. But uh, letters are sent to via the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, according to Meet an Inmate, we are very customer-oriented. Uh, we have been the trusted what? prison pen pal site to list inmates for many years. Uh, our success lies with our word-of-mouth advertising between inmates who have had success using our service. Like, okay, I guess I can understand like that as a pen pal thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but just the infatuation. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. But this one... 
loveaprisoner.com. That's what I'm looking for. Yep, is an inmate dating site with a 75% compatibility rating. What the? <laughs> uh, users can browse by gender, ethnicity, location, prison, and type of member. But does that mean type of crime? Like <laughs> No, type of member on the website. Yeah, but uh, like... In parentheses, it says regular or VIP. So like prisoners can pay to be a VIP <laughs> members on the website. Uh, and they can write to each other and buy each other gifts if they feel like splurging. Uh, not only that, but Love a Prisoner provides information about prison laws and facts as well as places to, to report oh, good. problems like on-site fraud. It's educational, too. Yes. That's bizarre. Yeah. There's a market for this. Yeah, there's there's so many. Oh, my God. Like, I'm scrolling past the ones that are this just This is going to be in your search history. It like- is. Yes. <laughs> Uh, inmate ming- You're going to start getting targeted ads. Right? <laughs> uh, InmateMingle.com. Oh, my God. Like Christian Mingle. <laughs> yeah. DatingPrisoners.com. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, here's one that I'm... Uh, it's sad that I stopped scrolling uh, to read this. Um, <clears throat> WomenBehindBars.com. Oh, God. Make an account. Matt, make an no, account. No, no. But you could find the one that's the one. Uh, uh. No thanks. And then finally, uh, CanadianInmatesConnect.com. A? A? <laughs> um, I'm, you like I'm, felons, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in jail what? for a class A misdemeanor. <laughs> what kind of crimes do Canadians commit, really? I, I, I mean, I'm in for jaywalking. <laughs> That's a serious offense. Oh, God. So, yeah, so... Um, Enjoy those sites, guys. And uh, <laughs> everyone know. here is like looking for spoilers for that movie. And they're just like, the <laughs> they're talking, they're about talking about fucking prisoners. What the hell? Um, okay, so that's our review of <laughs> um, <laughs> Extremely Wicked, yes. Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Yes. Uh, it is available on Netflix. Uh, check it out and let us know what you thought. Yeah. Let us um, know who's right. Yes. And Either Matt why or it's I. Me. Um, so... What'd you say? Uh, nothing. Uh, I didn't say anything. What did you say? Um, I said, and uh, why it's me. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's right. So, okay. we're gonna round out with, uh, Potpourri, which this is gonna take a special, um, Potpourri section, because we have continued our, uh, TV show swap project called Lost Point. Yes. Uh, where, uh, one of Kirsten's favorite shows is Flashpoint, the Canadian SWAT, SWAT team. Team uh police drama drama and i am she's introducing that to me an episode at a time and i am introducing her to the majesty that is lost one of my favorite shows of all time uh so yeah which is about a group of very pretty people we know what it's about because you've probably talked about it enough yeah it's so great uh so today we watched we're still in season one of both shows and we watched episodes four and five of both shows so Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Flashpoint first. Okay. So we watched... Um, hang on. Uh, okay. Uh, we watched Asking for Flowers, uh-huh. Season 1, Episode 4, and Who's George, yeah. Season 1, Episode 5. Yeah. Um, so... So what do you think? First okay. impressions. So my first impressions are... Um, it's been a while since, since we've watched them, so it's like... It's I kind of rediscovering like, oh, this is why I enjoyed these episodes, yeah. or like the, the show when we watched them. Um really what stood out to me in these episodes um and i'm probably i probably talked about it before 
but it's just it's a very gorgeous show. Yeah. Um like very well shot. Yeah. Like the the momentum of mm-hmm. like the the um SRU team arriving at a scene is like the camera is like like mm-hmm. gliding through like um like a parking lot or whatever and when you see the vans like stop and everything but also like just the establishing shots of do they film in toronto yeah. or vancouver yeah toronto, toronto. yeah it's just they, yeah they it, film on site yeah it's yeah. like just like crane shots of mm-hmm. just like it's beautiful estab- it's yeah gorgeous and yeah. like part of that is just it's a beautiful city and then another part of it is like you don't like shows like this are usually like la or mm-hmm. or new york and mm-hmm. like you know uh kind of sick of it <laughs> so just seeing this like something different mystical land the mystical uh, land of the mystical canada land of mystical canada. canada land yes where you can write to any inmate there <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh it's just beautiful and yeah. like you said when we were watching who's george but well, basically okay uh, asking for flowers is didn't we do this like we were we were describing the episodes like like yes like, uh, okay yeah so the episode, the the first episode we watched, we watched two each. Um, the first episode ha- was um, a woman whose younger sister has been physically abused uh, continuously by her uh, police officer husband, and she finally can't take it anymore and decides to do something drastic and uh, takes his gun and lures him onto his boat with his thumb face and <laughs> he had a thumb face uh, he did he he was very peculiar looking gentleman um something wicked thumb this th- way <laughs> oh god um and then that's like the that's what happens um <laughs> god are you laughing about something this wicked this way comes <laughs> Are you crying? <laughs> I'm glad that you liked the joke that you made. <laughs> Do you need water? <laughs> Keep going. I'm okay. Gonna... Oh, God. That was good. So. That was so good. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so the SRU, uh, goes to, yeah, goes to the boat and, oh my, this is the worst podcast ever. Sorry, everybody. You laughing, me yawning, you coughing, like, oh my God. So anyway. Are you not entertained? And they're like, no, no, we're not. No, this no, we're not. Not quality entertainment yeah. right here. Um, oh. so anyway. Uh yeah, so the SRU has to rescue them. Yeah. Uh, or rescue. Uh, yeah, like, and, and yeah. the twist is they're under the assumption right. that she is crazy. Yeah, because she's a crazy he has, woman with a gun. Yeah, he's basically he's, planted that yeah. seed in, in everyone in his mm-hmm. life in their head. Yeah, um, that that his wife's sister is nuts. Right. Um, and so they go in thinking, you know, mm-hmm. we've got to stop her from killing this good cop. Yeah, and then they find out it all mm-hmm. comes out that I love the way that it's. Like it plays out because yeah. they do something tactically, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it it is such a such a great payoff yeah. for it because like he's a, he's a fucking monster, he's in, a douche, in yeah. So yeah, and and just the way it pay, uh, yeah, we'll it's really it, good, it's, it's rewarding, it's, yeah, yeah. By the way, Flashpoint is available on Amazon Prime, 
and CBS All Access, I think. Um, so yeah, that was that was a good episode. I liked just the the variety of it, like because mm. like up until this point, and granted it's the fourth episode, but like it's they've they've done a lot of varied locations. Like this uh, this episode took place on a boat, like mm-hmm. the actual like SRU part took place on a boat, yeah, and the in ne- its natural habitat. Yes, um, the water. <laughs> the water. Um, um, and they use some interesting technology yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and was, the parabolic mic and mm-hmm. all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they shot. They they had an episode in a hospital. They had one in mm-hmm. a high rise loft. Yep. Um, the, and then and the other a, one in in a, a in the courtyard of yeah, of a like, like a, a business yeah business district, district yeah yeah. Um, they're yeah. great. They're great about using their locations. Mm-hmm. And again, since it's you know. Canada it's like stuff that I don't usually see or yeah. it's it's locations that I don't usually see in TV and film mm-hmm. or if I do they are filming it for the US like yeah. it's yeah. taking place in the US so it's like there's that mental mm-hmm. uh kind of weird thing um so the next episode we watched was Who's George That's the thing my joke Oh my god <laughs> uh, Oh, it cracked me up. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, Who's George? Who's George? I'm so glad that one of us is laughing. <laughs> I'm including all of the listeners. Ooh, you guys don't know what you're missing. You you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who's George is about a bank uh, robbery that's taking place that has one of the bank tellers as the worst person to have in a bank robbery scenario. Yeah. <gasps> robbery! Yeah. Like, okay. I legitimately, like was like okay come on like what the fuck um i had two thoughts when when the robbery's taking place uh-huh. so the one thought is that like this guy has has infiltrated the bank and quietly held the bank manager at gunpoint mm-hmm. and he instructs her to go and and get the money for him yeah no fuss no muss no yes. one gets hurt he gets his money he leaves yes um he has instructed her to do this so she goes down and she like signals to the her employees like robbery like help well uh, th- danger. That, th- the thing is she she doesn't at first she's going to mm-hmm. get the money and then the woman's like, oh, can I go oh, get that right. form thing from your office? And yes. she's like, no. Right. Because she doesn't want her going up there because the robber is in her office. And she's like, yeah. and so the, the teller's like, no, I, I can't. She's like, well, I can send someone else if you don't want me in your office. And, sh- and so she has right. to tell her, yeah. don't go upstairs, danger. Right. And she's trying to be subtle. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want, like, the, they, they say in the... When the the SRU gets on scene that mm-hmm. the, the bank managers are trained right. um, not to pull the alarm, to give... Mm-hmm you know, the robbers, their money right. to try and keep everyone safe. And so that's what she's trying to do. Yeah. And fucking Wendy. Fucking Wendy. Yeah. Uh, Man, she, is, she, is, she makes good numbers, but she yeah. just, in a high pressure situation, she just right. folds. Which I had two thoughts. One, um, <laughs> that would suck to be in that position, like in, in that position where bank robbery is taking place and I'm an employee of the bank because yeah. if like the manager were to signal to me in that subtle of a way, no way I would pick up on those signals. Really? Like, if just, she said, don't go upstairs, danger. I, no, I would think, are you having a stroke? Like, uh. okay, that's weird. Um, and I just wouldn't think much of it. And then, like, I would have, like, that you moment are where it's so like, dense. I know. Um, and then the next thing is, like, okay, her screaming robbery and everything and pulling the alarm is like that almost well, she does look up and she sees like she the shadow of a person so yeah. but like that almost that almost took me out of the show just briefly just because 
I feel like even if you're panicking, it's not like she's like she's seeing the shadow of the yeah. figure and she's going off of the shadow of the figure and the uh, the kind of subtle intensity of, okay. of the manager. I will also say, keep it in context. There yes. is so in the episode, they think that he is this guy called like the Monday. Oh, yes. The Monday, that's right. Monday morning robber or whatever they call him. Um, but he's a guy who, yeah. who has who has been he's pulled off like six major mm-hmm. heists. And in his last one, he killed two tellers. Yeah. So with that, in the, with that in your mind, you would want to get out of the building. Putting that you? into context, that actually that that's fair. Like yeah. I, I like they think I he's they think that. he's and he turns mm-hmm. out not to be right. But they think he's this big time. Yeah. Bank who robber just killed, who kills in cold blood. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good point. I didn't I didn't really think about that. That's yeah, yeah that's fair. Okay, I'm I'm feeling better about that. But um, like you said, and we've we've talked about this in past episodes, like the the one in the hospital in particular. Um, the show does a really good job of making everyone sympathetic. Yeah, and being. Well- because they're Canadians. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Well, it's like Greg Parker on the show mm-hmm. says he's just having a bad day. Like, right. Th- these, these are nor- – in most situations, these are normal yeah. people who have been pushed into very desperate situations. Right. And um, it's – And I think this is a good example of that. It's a really good example of this because we get both – the the assailant having his bad day and, like, yeah. going into detail. And it's like uh, – not to spoil it, but like it's revealed something, something about his personal life is revealed that like taps into, like we've talked about this, uh, you and I have like, that's like one of my deepest fears. Like yeah. just like in, like in general in life, like what's depicted in this, in this episode is like, this is, that's something I don't like. I wouldn't, I hope to never have that kind of, uh, experience in my, in yeah. my life. Um, he's put in an impossible situation. Yeah. He's trying to get himself out of it. Right. Um, and she, and it's mm. also simple, you know, she, she's made up to be like this bitch boss. Right. She's just, she's doing her job. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, they, they do a good job of portraying mm-hmm. both sides of this. And there's yeah. no, I mean, there's no bad guy in this situation. I mean, right. there is a bad guy because there's a guy who robs a bank. Well, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, how far would you go for someone that you love? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Or for $500,000. Um, yeah. Even if you knew 100%. Shut up, stop. Check out Patreon for what is the, what that is a callback to, um, and for more of Kirsten coughing. There's a lot of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a really good uh, pair of episodes. Um, we're now five episodes into the first season. The first season is like what twelve episodes? Thirteen? I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure off the top of my head. Okay. Um, it's got to be close to that though. Yeah. Um, Flashpoint. Um, so yeah, so that it, it's, it's a strong start. Like these yeah. first five episodes have been, have been God, pretty strong. Oh. Um, y- oh God, the first season's nine episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Is that true? Yeah. What nine is, episodes and then season two the goes to the title of the ninth episode? Oh, it's the one that, that, that you have been dying for me to watch, uh, Planets Aligned. No, that's not the last episode of the season though. Um, according to IMDb it is. I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, let's see. It aired September eighteenth, twenty uh, two thousand eight. That doesn't. Uh, and then the next episode. Is, oh, okay, yeah, okay. And the next episode is season two, episode one, that really? aired January ninth, twenty uh, two thousand nine. Oh, I must be getting my seasons mixed up. Mixed yeah. up, I guess. Yeah, because season two is twenty two episodes. Season three is thirteen. Season four is eighteen, and then the last one is thirteen. Oh, that's interesting. The series finale has on IMDb. They user ratings are you know. 
people rate mm-hmm. it out of 10. Uh, the series finale has, uh, part one has 9.0 and part two has 9.2. Oh, they're good. 10. So that's good. Um, so yeah, so that's that's uh, my no, no, take no. on Flashpoint. Oh, season okay. one, episode ten. There are ten episodes in season one. What's the name of Eagle episode Two? 10? It's not on IMDb. Oh, Eagle Two is listed as uh, season two, episode one. <laughs> we just showed <laughs> we're each just other sh- our phones. <laughs> we're just showing uh, each other. Hmm. Well, uh, let's look at Amazon Prime. Oh, you know, it might have been it might have been like different airing in mm-hmm. like. Well, that's the thing because that episode Eagle Two aired in January. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, and, I don't know. Yep. And uh, Amazon, anyway, we're wasting a lot of time. We are Amazon Prime uh, lists planets aligned as the season finale of season one. So anyway, um, I enjoyed it. Um, How did you feel revisiting those episodes? Good. It's mm-hmm. I, it's such a good show, and mm-hmm. I I love like the little nuggets of personality you get from the characters. Yeah, um, like and how it how it kind of ties into the episodes themselves. Like um, in asking for for flowers, um, the whole thing with oh, I don't know the characters' names yet. Uh, the one with the wife, uh, Wordy. Wordy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like the, how that comes into play is really like really uh, um, affecting mm-hmm. and, and good. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Lost, episodes four and five. Uh, why don't you tell us your first impressions of them? Yeah. Um, so we watched Walkabout, mm-hmm. which was a Locke-centric episode. And yes. I think well, I think Locke is my favorite character. Mm-hmm. He's so mysterious and weird. Um, yes. And so we, we learned... Um, not to go into spoilers, we, right? We learned a lot about him mm-hmm. and who he was before um, they ended up on the island, mm-hmm. um, and it just—it really just makes him more mysterious. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was good. They mm-hmm. uh, good um, character development for him. Um, uh, I know. Yeah. Spoilers, but we learn that there's boars on the island. Oh, there are boars, and he yeah. hunts them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was totally badass. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. It was good. I, 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 I liked it. I, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a fan of Locke. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we did. Say, I do remember that we said that when we finish the seasons, we'll do a spoiler. Okay. Discussion of of each uh, of each show. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to reveal, reveal too much. Yeah, because it's like that. I mean, Lost is hard to talk about non-spoilers yeah, anyway. Yeah, because everything so is based. a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but we also watched White Rabbit. Yes. Um, which was or a, White uh, Sneakers. White Sneakers, I think it should have been <laughs> called. Um, where Jack is having sort of um, uh, uh, an internal crisis mm-hmm. um, um, over being the main character of a show. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> he he fails to save a woman who is drowning, mm-hmm. um, and uh, feels like he cannot be the leader of this group of people. Mm-hmm. But everyone is turning to him. The thing is, not to cut you off, but the thing is, he's but you're going so, to. Uh, but I'm going to. Uh, the thing is, he's so used to being in a party of five that him being the leader, Jesus, Christ. is uh, is a lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
So he's struggling with that, and he's mm-hmm. also maybe hallucinating his maybe dead dad, mm. um, who's wearing these white sneakers <laughs> for no reason, or maybe a reason. It's all part There's of the mystery. There's got to be no reason for that. I, I, I legitimately think that it's it's there. It's referenced at some point. Like I think in the season finale, they make a reference to it. Like my, they explain it. My in some dad's way. lucky sneakers that he was <laughs> going to be buried in. Mm. Going to be, yeah. That that whole <laughs> twist. It's got to be. It's got to have. It's got to. Yeah. Come it's, back. Yeah. And um, it's so okay. This is so interesting because, like, I know, I know that there could maybe be a reference at some point, but I know that it's not like a groundbreaking. Like, it's not like a big thing. But you're watching this for the first time. Yeah. And, like, you are, like, the internet in 2004. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm full of speculation they, yes, and conspiracy. Because that's what they did. Yeah. They're like, why is he, like, why is he wearing white sneakers? Why is this like this? And stuff like that. And it's just so interesting to hear this particular take. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, did you like the episode? Yes. It was, yeah, yeah, it was good. Nice. Um, I, Jack's not my favorite character. Right, right. Um, but it's good to see um so you know how he got to be the way he is now right um and it was it was uh it was good there was good there was good uh furthering development of the plot with Mm -hmm. they ran out of water or they're running out of water right so they had to find a new source of water um uh yeah it was good uh Mm -hmm. lots some good uh Claire stuff some Mm -hmm. good charlie stuff some good sawyer stuff so claire and charlie um they're all (laughs) <laughs> they're all main characters so mm-hmm. yes so yes that reminded me just this is a brief aside and we can wrap up after this but um <laughs> like okay it's a network tv show everyone's beautiful even yeah. on a deserted island and yeah. everything and it reminded me because uh when i watched when i went and saw endgame beforehand i wa- i rewatched infinity war mm-hmm. and there's a scene in an infinity war where captain america and uh wanda vision and falcon uh come back to like they they go to rody at the avengers like facility and like he says like oh you guys look like crap and like it goes to them and it's like they're they're beautiful movie they're stars yeah, yeah. And it's like I, I was like that was one of the one of the only times I'm like okay come yeah. on yeah <laughs> like yeah I that's one of my biggest pet peeves mm-hmm. is in like a disaster scenario everyone yeah. looks so good right and like like their hair is washed mm-hmm. the women don't have any body hair right you know and like I'm definitely seeing that in Lost it's like yeah. they, at this point they've been on the island for four or five days mm-hmm. so. They should, ladies should start getting stubble on their legs and they're wearing short shorts and not a single hair. Yeah. It's like, I. And it makes sense for Shannon. I get that it's Hollywood. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I just, I just can't suspend my disbelief. Right. I can't inner wrist. Skin. Skin, yes. Uh, For reference, Kirsten has suspend your disbelief. I, it's a tattoo. Um, it's a birthmark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a birthmark. It's really weird. A tattoo on my wrist. Um, yeah. So I've referenced that a lot. I can't suspend my disbelief. Yes. Um, and I have thought about getting a Dark Tower tattoo in that same spot, but I don't know. I don't I don't know. Should I? Should I do it? I don't know. I don't know. No, I think tattoos are tacky. You have like I know. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my joke. God. I don't know why I that, 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 like that. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
So anyway, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. good. Good episodes. I'm, nice. I, I am really enjoying watching it. It's something nice. I've wanted to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that we're five months, four months into, uh, four and months we're five into the, episodes in. yeah, uh, into the new year, and we're five episodes into each show. Um, any has your have you formulated any any uh, any theories or yeah. anything? Like, what do you think is going on with with Jack's dad? Uh, um, I don't is know. he hallucinating? I don't know. Mm. I well, I don't think he's really there. I think he's really dead. Mm. But I don't know what's up with his body, right? And the hallucinations. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. There's a scene because uh, I've watched this show countless times. But there's a scene where a coffin is demolished. Um, I don't think that's too much of a spoiler yeah. for the episode. Um, and this was le- legitimately the first time in all of my years of being a Lost fan that I legitimately thought like. They could have used that for a bed. Like, yeah. I made that joke, but it's also... Because it's kind of fucked up, like, oh, sleeping in a coffin when you're a castaway. But it's also, like... What else? Like, what else? Like, that's the it's only... It's that or the sand. Yeah. Like, like that would have legitimately been a nice, like, rest. Claire could have... Yeah, Claire yeah, could have... She's pregnant, you know? Yeah. Um, with the baby. The little, um, little baby. The little baby. Pregnant with a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Let's get dinner. I'm, I'm starting to get hungry. <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock. Um, it is. Do you still want to get food? Yeah, let's get food. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Um, all right. Well, this was fun. Uh, <laughs> this was something. To, yeah. Remember well, when I made that joke and it killed? <laughs> something. <laughs> oh, I, my God. I so liked, funny. I liked... Check yourself before you break yourself, but that's fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Mine was better. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this has been the latest episode. This has of been the a Obsessive gift Tour. for you, <laughs> the listeners. <laughs> for more of this nonsense, uh, support us on Patreon. You'll get access to our ridiculous little pre 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 roll uh, recording that we did. Um, yeah, where again, Kirsten changed the parameters of a hypothetical situation. To fit um, myself into them. Yeah, well, that's not that's not how it works. Anyway, um, also, if you want to support us uh, in other ways, just like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Obsessive Viewer. Uh, I am at Burger underscore Lurker. Yes, and also follow Tiny at Obsessive Tiny, Mike at I am Mike White, and other recurring co-host, Fecus at R.A. Fecus, although he prefers uh, Instagram. So, anyway, uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next time. It, it's all out of whack because... This <laughs> it's episode, out of my hands. It's out of my hands. Like, we'll probably... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, we'll have a lot of stuff. So, uh, life is in shambles. I know it really is. Uh, check out my, uh, other podcasts, uh, Tower Junkies and Anthology, Anthology and Reviewing the Twilight Zone. So check that out. Uh, that'll do it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll if, see you, you, if you made it this far, good job. It, right. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. You have um, your pick of any product in existence (coughs) that you could have a lifetime supply of. Oh. What would that be? Hmm. Hmm. I think I just thought of mine. I think, yeah. It's tough. I'm trying to think of something. Mm -hmm. Um, Gas.
That's what I thought. That's yeah. exactly yeah, what I thought. For my car. Yeah. Oh, that would be so great. Because, yeah. you know. Gas um, is so expensive. It and is. And it's just going to get more expensive because we're using it all. Exactly. And it's, uh, yeah. I, I had a big to... old Jeep that I got to fuel up. And... Right. I got my stupid charger that yeah. I don't have a radio and I yeah, just have a Bluetooth. Seats. Yeah. That's nice. Bluetooth. Although sometimes the heated seats do not work. Um, yeah. <gasps> oh, so no, you got to get rid of that car. I know. I know. Um, that was yeah. like the only good thing about it. <laughs> the heated seats. Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm very partial to that car. I'm serious. It's my first new car that I okay. ever bought. Like 12 years ago. Okay. Um, the Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to obsessiveviewer.com slash OV archive. You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer. And follow us on Twitter at obsessive viewer and at obsessive tiny. And follow our recurring co-hosts at I am Mike White, that's me, at R.A. Fekis and at burger underscore lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at teepublic.com, T-E-E, public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda, at thesecularperspective.com. The theme music for The Obsessive Viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty!